Alright, here we go. What's going on, you guys? It is Chris and Rod back with another episode of Should I Play That? What's up, Rod? <laughs> good, man. Always good to hear the intro. The the old uh, reliable Chris intro. Love it. Gotta love it. It has to be hype. It's the only way to start these things. These things have to be hype. I'm awake. I was actually going to go in a little bit more because guess what? This is episode one. Well... Not episode one, but like yeah. technically episode one of this podcast. Like we've, uh, if you don't know, we've been podcasting for some time now. But like this is this is the time that we decided to just go ahead and hit the ground running and like see where where this takes us. So this is the official episode one. Official. Hey, this is this is this is the official. We are. Should I play that? You know, um, we we're hitting the ground running. You know, it's going to yeah. be fun. Lots of good rebranding going on. We are on Spotify now. That's yes. That's awesome. So, so yes. yeah, if you're listening to this, you should be listening to this either on SoundCloud, Spotify. We have some other things in the works pretty soon for uh, some other platforms. But those are the two big ones right now. Like, I'm really excited that we're out and we're on these like big platforms. I'm glad that they uh opened it up for us, us smaller guys to jump on the brand because a couple years ago it was hard like spotify like you had to have like a connect to be put on spotify yeah yeah now they let people like us in so the floodgates are just opened all kinds of ways so <laughs> but uh yeah just yeah just just really quick i just want to say um thank you Everybody for who, who everyone who listened to episode zero and everyone who's been tuning on into the streams that Chris has been doing for the, the past few days um, on Anthem. That has been awesome. We've had like pretty, pretty decent numbers for like our first streams. So thank you, everybody who's, who's tuned in. Yeah, definitely. Like the those streams are pretty interesting. And like what's interesting about streaming on Facebook is that Facebook is a it's a unique platform where technically people aren't going to be there the whole time, especially if you're streaming a video game. They're there to like pop in and out. So I've seen a couple people come in and out, ask a question, say what's up. And for all of you guys, like, I appreciate that. Like, you know, you're out and about in the day and then you see a notification pop up saying, hey, should I play that? It's playing Anthem. You're like, huh, let's see what this game's about. You turn it on. You see us yelling at the game. You're <laughs> like, oh, OK, I guess I shouldn't play that. Cool. <laughs> right, right. It's in the title. Yeah. So like that's 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 part of it. Like I I am happy that we're doing this again and uh it's like the feedback's been great. Like people have been messaging me, putting comments out there on Facebook. Um oh, we're also on Twitter. The yeah. the brand is getting stronger. Yes, yeah, Twitter it's, it's it's starting up. So uh go ahead and like us on Twitter as well. The only thing is that um uh, for some reason I can't figure out why it's doing this, but it's should I, it's, you know, should I play that? But instead of a T at the end, it's a one. So for the time being, guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's going to be at should I play that one? <laughs> Which is really weird to say. Hey, it's unique, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we're also on Instagram and SoundCloud. You know, listen to us there. or However you're listening to us, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for checking us out. Yeah, so... Um, shoot. Now that all of that's out of the way, which once again, 
thank like many thanks. Like we'll we'll never stop thanking you guys because we we wouldn't be here without you guys. But um, let's go ahead and pop it off with uh, what you've been playing. So it's interesting. This week, our what you've been playing is you know is unified. Me and Rod have been both playing the same game, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good disclaimer. <laughs> So uh, this past week we've been playing Anthem, brand new game released, um, published by by EA, good old EA, and uh, you know made by Bioware. So you think, okay, it's a new Bioware game, which in fact the first new Bioware IP in how many years? Um, um, ten years, I think. So you think it's gotta be good? The story has to be captivating, right? Right. Nah. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> it's it's not. <laughs> I was I was waiting for the other shoe to drop on that. Yeah. So, um, Rob, what's your what's your opening thoughts on uh, on Anthem? All right, let me uh, go ahead and kick off my shoes, prop my feet up on the coffee table, uh, get real comfy. It's about to be a long ride. Um, so, like you said, Bioware, it it has made this game. Let me preface everything I'm about to say by stating that I do not think that Anthem is a truly awful game. Um, I, I'm i not going to speak for Chris, uh, <laughs> but for my money, I don't think that it is a completely, truly, just dis- complete disaster. I think that there are a few things that are redeemable about the game, um, and I, I don't mind starting off with talking about that. Like that, Some of the things that are cool in that game are... Things like the environments. I think the environments look really nice. So Anthem is, if you have not seen this game, it's it's a game about these mechanized or these 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 mechanical suits called javelins. Uh, humans pilot them. They fight. I'm assuming they're monsters of some sort. I don't even know. I've played 10, 15 hours of this game at this point. I I don't know. But they're but they're in combat uh, constantly obviously and you're kind of going around this lush world it's like iron man you're controlling iron man essentially and uh, you know you have tons of weapons you have elemental powers and they have these really lush beautiful environments that you can kind of go through and and they're mostly like kind of forest areas and they look really really nice like i li- i love the idea of these these um waterfalls that are everywhere they're all over the environment. Um, you know, you get some really cool. There's a lot of cool water effects. There's a lot of cool, um, just kind of greenery that kind of move with the wind. It looks really nice. I played a lot of it on a 4K TV. It looks great, and the flying feels nice. It, there are a lot of like the animations for it are really cool. You have a, a full motion flight. You have kind of a hover ability, and then you can sort of, and it, you know, you can kind of drop you can there there is ground combat you can partake in but um for the most part you'll be flying and luckily it 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 is worth it for that alone i think that the well the games that let me back up i don't think the game is worth it for the flying but i think that the flying is good um they do kind of hamstring you a little bit because you have a meter that is kind of functions like a cooldown where if you fly for too long your suit will overheat and it, so you 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 have to go by water, or you have to hover near water, or go through water, like like um either underwater or through a waterfall or something to completely restore your 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 heat gauge. 
and so you you can't just fly through the sky forever basically so there is a limit to that but what is there is nice it is cool a couple of the javelins have like special abilities with flight like there's one that doesn't fly at all actually the colossus it's the the bigger one um but there's also one that lets you fly for a longer time or lets you hover for a longer time uh and and so i think that stuff is really cool uh chris what did are are those things that you liked about the game like what are what are the type of things that you liked about it okay so um damn like this <laughs> There's some things that I, I want to say that I like, but it's just, is it me really liking it or like justifying why I don't like hate it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, no, totally. That, 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 that's um, a really good question that I think we'll have to unpack on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like everything you said about the environments, how the game looks, like that's. You you take that all on face value, like that's that's great. That's what a triple A game should be, like sixty dollar game. They invested a ton of money into this game. It's 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 a triple A game. It's supposed to be like that. But once that you know, once you peel that away and you look at everything else, all right, all right, hold on. You asked me what I liked. Hold on, let me shoot. What did I? Um, I mean, if there's nothing, that's totally fair. No, too. I don't want. That's the thing. I don't want to say that. But, but I mean, if you feel that way, then, you know, that's just how it is. It's it's tough. Like I playing a loot shooter. Like, I have to like start off with this. I I played Destiny. You know, I played Destiny two. Played Division a little bit. I've played. Um, what other big oh, Warframe? Warframes like I, I enjoyed. So I sort of know what comes with this territory of they're going to release a product, they're going to, you know, make some fixes, they're going to balance some stuff, they're going to add new content. It's a, it's a live service. It's something that you buy knowing that you're going to be playing this for a while. So going into this game, a lot of things that I don't like, I know that they're, they potentially can fix or hopefully will fix. But... And that's that's where my okay, I see where it could get better and I can see where I can potentially like it. So that's that's sort of my like like you know, in a nutshell, too long didn't read answer is that um like I feel like down the road the powers of the game will will be uh I feel like that's I'm gonna say it's uh satisfying, but it's pretty cool. Um the game, like you have weapons and each javelin has different abilities. I enjoyed that uh, towards the end of my playthrough, I regret that I didn't do this, but um, playing as different, each of the javelins, like they fundamentally all feel different. So I played most of the story as a Colossus. And like you were saying, that's like the heaviest, that's the tank. He, um, instead of having a natural health bar and shield bar, he just has a health bar. And when you hit the circle button, which for other javelins is like a dodge or like a roll or something like that, the Colossus will then pull up like a physical shield and bam, that's your shield. So he's he's really like a heavy character. I honestly played through most of the game pulling up my shield and running through enemies. Like bar none, like that's what I was I was like that front lines guy. Yeah. Um when I whenever I went to like harder difficulties, I realized, hey, that's my role is to is basically survive. So I would 
go after ads and if I saw people like, you know, getting hurt or being downed, I put up my shield, run over to them, pick them up. So for you, the, the differences in the javelin were in the different javelins were it justified the play style. Like it, it, exactly. it, it was exactly. Okay. Understood. So, so yeah, it, yeah. So going, going over to, you know, the interceptor your interceptor is like your, if you play destiny, it's the hunter, basically it's your melee class, your quick class, like this, the the interceptor could literally like jump and like do loops and like outmaneuver your enemy, and I figured out that's like the best way to play that class. Um, don't get hit though, because if you get hit, that's it. Yeah. Uh, then glass you have cannon. glass cannon. Then you had the storm, which is your mage. So I thought that was really cool. You have your you know your frost shards. You could throw down like a bolt of lightning. Yeah, um, that was the one that I mostly did. Uh, and then another thing, like you were saying, that that class is the class that, uh, for the most part, when you're in battle, because when you're flying in an overworld, you can't technically fight while you're flying around. But when you're in battle, you can, all the uh, uh, javelins can hover, but the storm class can basically hover for, you know, a long time. time. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I... Uh, played the ranger a little bit, which is supposed to be like the the you know medium class. It's the starter javelin, the you know what you start the game with. It's basically at like towards end game, you can really make it like your uh, focus fire DPS type. So, uh, which I'm about to sort of segue into the whole combo system. When you do combos with the ranger, the enemy that you do the combo on, they then take uh, more damage from like your weapons. So you could potentially like focus fire dps people and burn them pretty quickly with the ranger um but yeah the combos well all right so after saying all that can we talk about what we don't like oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah because i mean because i I mean i want like you said i want to give this game a fair shake but yeah which which i think I, i think we should also say too that like if we don't like something, we're going to say that we don't like something, you know, yeah. like I, like we're definitely not afraid to say that we don't like something. I think with this, oh, game, yeah, it, 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 with this game, it's, it's a special case in that I think we wanted this game to be really good. Um, and I think more than anything, it was a huge disappointment. Um, which, which is why I'm like trying to pick my words. Cause I don't want to say that I, you know, I hate the game because yeah. like, I know where it could, here's, here's a perfect analogy. I am a disappointed parent. Like I know the potential, <laughs> I know where it could go or like a disappointed teacher or whatever. Like I expected more from this and I know it has the potential to do more, but just right now that ain't it chief. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I, I think that there are many, many problems with this game. And I think there are a lot that are sort of baked into the DNA of, I don't know how much they can actually, and by they, I mean, I mean, Bioware, I don't know how much they can actually fix with this game um because it's just so much of it is just intrinsically tied to what this game is and and we'll explain as we as we go further um what what i mean by that but um yeah for things that we don't what we don't like i mean you started with the story you started with bioware and it's a legacy with story first of all i don't think that bioware is even remotely the same company that they were 10 years ago um, I don't think that they were the same company that they were when they made Mass Effect 1 and 2, um, or even that the original Dragon Age. Like, I don't think that Bioware exists anymore. Um, they haven't really had a hit with Mass Effect 
three, I'd say that that, that was kind of the, the start of the downfall. Um, even though that multiplayer was really well received, people hated that single player. Um, the uh, the Mass Effect Andromeda, not good. The latest Dragon Age, I don't think people really liked that game very much. Um, and, and and none of those games were like really setting the charts on fire, the sales charts um, on fire with with how much they were selling. So um, they, it, it just doesn't seem like they're the same company. So I think that kind of applies to the story, the narrative, because people will think, you know, this is, that's what I thought. I thought like, I want to see what Bioware has been doing for the last five years. Like what is their new story, the new IP that they're wanting to develop here? And the answer is, I don't know. (laughs) I, I, the, the, the story that they've put into Anthem, I think the lore itself might be really interesting but it's never presented in a way that makes me interested in what's going on um i think that the voice acting is really good like the performances that they they managed to get are 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 pretty good i think decent to good um but it's baked in this story that you just don't give a shit about at all like you just don't care about anything that's going on um it, the game sort of drops you. It, it does this thing that a lot of fantasy genre does where it drops you directly into a story, throws a bunch of names and terms at you, and kind of expects you to kind of catch up as you go. And I think that that can be good in the right context, but there's never a, a an emotional thrust that feels earned. And there are several moments in the story. I won't say anything spoilery too spoilery here but there are a few narrative twists that occur and none of them hit with the emotional weight that bioware means for you to feel and that's upsetting that's sad coming from you know the team that made mass effect 2 which had some of the the tightest uh character interactions that you know i've i've experienced in a in a game narrative um i think that's where it kind of begins like right with problems with the story yeah um like you were saying like they uh i felt like with the writing of the story they tried too hard to like pull a um it it sort of listening to it sort of felt like i was watching a marvel movie except that they turned the quips to 100 Mm. and another example of this is if you played destiny it felt like every character was was uh cade oh my god yeah, I did. so that's a great point that I completely neglected to mention. The, that game is over. Anthem is overly quippy. Like at every every line of dialogue ends with some smart ass saying something quote unquote clever. Every almost every single one, and um, like like everybody has a has a specific quirk to them. Like there's one character who's like. You, it's her running joke is like consistently making fun of the name of something like uh, what is it it's like um sentinel bray i think her name is or something like that she's like always like oh man uh it can't i can't even think of what the actual name of whatever she's making fun of is but she's constantly making fun of this name it's like not funny and your your character the freelancer is like for comedic effect is groaning and it's like but it's not a charming thing. It's like this is just annoying now, and it's 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 every character is that they're all doing that, um, and it, it and it becomes very apparent that 
that this is this is the game. This is the dialogue. Um, I don't think it's written especially well. Um, and again, I think a lot of that comes down to we just don't we don't know enough. A lot of too many of the interactions and character work is they're done through these first person dialogue cutscenes that you experience in the in Fort Tarsus, which is this game's hub world. If you've played Destiny, it's like the tower kind of. Um, and, 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 and every, like almost every single meaningful interaction just comes from you being in first person pressing a or, or cross or X or whatever to like talk to these, these, these people. And that's it. Like that's, that is a, that's like 80% of your interactions throughout this game. I have not found hardly any of those interactions to be meaningful or interesting in any kind of way. I think kind of one that's halfway gets there is the Matthias storyline, which kind of they all kind of end in this in a similar way. Like it, it, it like they all have three missions. Like there are three there are three mission chains that you do and they're all the same thing. They're all go here, shoot that, now go here, stand here, hold square or X and and shoot this thing for like five minutes while you stand in the circle to wait till for it to activate. Okay, now go there and do this. You do everything like two or three times. It, permission, like that. That is the game. Um, I was listening to Giant Bomb talk about it, and uh, Jeff made a really good point of saying that what you're doing at hour one is the same thing that you're doing at hour thirty, and that is so true. Like that is encapsulates it, your experience with Anthem. I say, except, except for the fact that at the end game, things can one-shot you. Only difference. Which, I mean, is that fun? Like, is that, that doesn't seem fun to me. The combat is, like, not even, it, like, the combat is okay. The combat's fine. I'm not going to say it's bad, but it, it, it doesn't have that kineticism, that alien feeling that something like, like Destiny has. Like, the guns play a big part of that. They, they're just regular guns, you know? Like, they're snipers. They're assault rifles. They're pistols. Like Destiny has some really strange weapons, and and they feel different, right? Yeah. See, and we can sort of talk about this later. Well, no, I mean, do you want to talk about like the weapons now? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if, if it factors in the gameplay, sure. Yeah. So with the weapons, the same weapons that you use at level one will be the same weapons that you use at level thirty. They're all the same. So, um, and I, I'm at the point now where I'm level 27, 28. I'm starting to get what they call masterwork weapons, which is equivalent to, I guess, what Destiny's like, you know, exotic weapons are. And like with those weapons, you'll get like the normal, like, you know, well, let me say this. So, with uh, the loot system, you have common, you have uncommon, common, rare, epic, and then there's masterwork. So with each stage that you get of these weapons, all they're really doing is increasing the damage, but then also adding like some sort of like, you know, plus four damage or plus uh, plus 15 uh, reload speed. And like sometimes you'll get something where it's like, you know, you're using a pistol, but then it gives you um, like a plus something plus like six uh, damage on sniper rifles, which cool thanks i guess if you want to like at that point start building your character that way so like i said with each rank of the the loot system is adding those little perks but then at masterworks it's adding like a specific perk that could sort of like change your gameplay so like i recently got a machine pistol that when i shoot an enemy like in close range 
I then get a buff to my melee da- like uh, I, I get a buff to my melee damage that multiplies it by two. Mm-hmm. And then, mind you, you get this towards end game, as in like towards like the like level like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. That's when you're getting like the meaningful weapons, which yeah. hopefully, hopefully at this point you're still playing the game. <laughs> Hopefully, Bioware and EA would hope you are. Oh, um, and and here's the thing. Here's the kicker: is that, like I said, these master masterwork weapons. Um, like earlier today, I was looking at the weapon, seeing what it is, and all it really is is just an upgraded version of that same gun that you got at level one. That's so. That's so boring. I, I I don't understand what the design philosophy behind that is. It it makes you just wonder, like, was that the plan from the beginning? Did something change at some point in development? Like, did they did did Bioware figure out that like, oh, hey, we can't, like, we can't actually diversify anything. But why? But what? Why would they have done that? I, I that just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me. They're making the same. They're not even making the same mistakes that Destiny made. They're Destiny making made. new mistakes. They're that's. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that actually insane? Like they're making they're they're making new mistakes that didn't exist uh, prior in any of these loot shooters. Like I I don't I just don't understand how you could play any of the other games coming out. Like I could see some of the mistakes if they only played vanilla Destiny one. And that's what it feels like. It feels like someone at Bioware played vanilla Destiny 1 at launch and was like, hmm, this would make a really good idea for a video game. Let me go ahead and see if I could get people together and make the game. And then at that point, they never played Destiny again. They never went through expansions. They never went through all the fixes. And in their mind thought that what Destiny 1 at launch is, you know, a good enough reason to make their own version of it. Yeah, but then it's like... It's like, dude, you. I, Destiny One Vanilla was a better game than this. It was as like, much as we complained about Vanilla Destiny One at launch. I, I, I'm, I can honestly say that I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Anthem. And that sucks. That really sucks because this game was, <clears throat> and people who listen to our show know, but like we we talked about it before, um, but, and you and I have talked privately about it. Like I. Anthem was like one of my most anticipated games like of this year. Like I thought that game looked fantastic. I did notice as soon as like the numbers started coming up on the enemies and like the loop looked similar, I did go, "Huh, that does look an awful lot like Destiny." But, you know, hey, maybe you know, it's improved, maybe it's better. It could be better than Destiny, right? It's not. Like it actually isn't. I don't even think it's better than hardly any of the other loot shooters that are out right now i would say i would tell someone to go play division before this um i i think division is a largely a better game um i i there's no pvp in this in anthem which i think is fine i don't think that that's i i don't care a whole lot about pvp in games like this um so i think that's completely fine so this game is built on the back of pve and the fact that the ai are not interesting to fight against again like chris was you were saying earlier like the same enemies you're fighting at hour one the they're the same enemies that you're going to be fighting at 20 um hour 20 and and they're not any different they don't really seem to get any smarter um they just hit harder that's it that is that is the game to me, and that is there's nothing more depressing than hearing than than that. Um, I understand there are people who out there who are enjoying it, and that's cool. That's good for them. I just I envy them. 
<laughs> I, I just don't. It, it's a slog. It's just I haven't played a game that I feel this bad about. I, I haven't played a game that I, I feel this bad about um, in, in a while. It's been a while since I've played a game that's made me feel like it's a slog. Like it's like it, it feels like work. Honestly, the last time I felt this way was uh, and like what I mean this way is like playing the game and like sitting there thinking, wow, like am I having fun right now? I had to question whether or not like I'm enjoying what I'm doing at the time. The last time I had to think about that was hour five, five or six of playing No Man's Sky. Mm. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and I mean, I got the same feeling of of it felt like work. It genuinely felt like like work. Um, playing Anthem and playing No Man's Sky, like this, and, and honestly, that's a really great example, actually, because I think this encapsulates a lot of how I felt about No Man's Sky. And that it, I was, it was a game I was super anticipating. I thought it looked completely brilliant prior to release. It came out not at all how I, I was expecting to have fun with that game. Um, but and that's kind of the, well, and, and even with Anthem, like it didn't hide the fact that it was a it was a loot shooter. Like I mean, they celebrated that, and they even, you know, it, they. I don't think they openly. I don't know if they, I'm not sure. I might be wrong about this, but I, I don't believe they made super direct comparisons to to Destiny. Um, but if they did, I mean, they they certainly weren't hiding the fact that this was like a, an established thing already. Whereas No Man's Sky was touted as this one-of-a-kind like never been done game it comes out it's just a survival game um but i, I mean it, this anthem it, it it's very frustrating to me and the more i talk about it the more i think about it every day that passes <laughs> like i'm just like I, i'm just like what has happened like what has actually happened with this game i, I don't understand it at all yeah. um I, I was gonna say I'd say that um, like if you haven't played the game yet, and and, it, and this is gonna lead into like a whole other point of like a gripe that I have about this game and just sort of like where the industry is going right now. But honestly, if you want to play this game, wait about six months to a year when all the fixes are done. They've released some content, and they happen to sell a you know re-release of the game with all the dlc at a cheaper price which i mean anthem i think they you know there's no paid dlc which is great so you won't feel jaded about that but at 60 bucks i wouldn't recommend it i'd say wait until that content is there wait until the fixes are there and um just wait wait for it at a cheaper price where you could get all of that all at once because honestly right now you're not missing anything. If you want to play something, Destiny 2 is on sale. Pick we it up. Were, we were literally playing that a week before Anthem came out. Exactly. And in ninety percent of my time playing Anthem, I was like, I wish I was playing Destiny. So, and that's just—it's a slap in the face to the consumer. Like, not even getting into the whole release schedule, which was you know piss poor, which is really confusing. Yeah. Um, they. Essentially, you look at the people that paid the most money. They got the worst bit of the like the worst like playable version of the game first. Yeah, and then they and got then, the quote unquote day one patch. <laughs> and then they got the day one patch 
wait, at that point, it's been like it was like a week, right? Yeah, that game that game was out. Yeah. Within yeah, you know, within a week, by that point, you're already, you know, pushed through all the BS. At some point in the game, you have to like all like story progression stops and you have to do like these missions, which you it, it leads up. It's like trials of something. I don't remember what it was called, but it's like a yeah. trials thing. And you have to open up these four doors. You think, all right, cool. We have like maybe a boss, maybe unique levels. No, you literally spoiler alert, which I feel like at this point people won't really care. You'll probably hear this from other places too, but you literally open up those doors, walk up to a tomb, and they, it gives you some items. And that's it. I, I would also say that um, that it's important to note that you are forced to grind arbitrary uh, goals. At that point, so say like get twenty multi kills, open thirty chests, which don't, by the way, spawn very much. Um, go to five world events. Go do go collect. Go get twenty collectibles. But which, by the way, aren't marked on your map. You just have to aimlessly wander around the world, just hoping you stumble across them. Um, it's ridiculous. It's it's mind boggling. It's right smack dab in the middle of everything, and with no warning and. Um, it's insane. It, it's actually baffling design. I, I don't know exactly what the point of that was. Um, oh, I, I have a good idea. So, like I said, oh, I mean, and this is a stretch. This is just like, I'm pretty sure it's not the reason, but I, in my mind, it makes sense. So, the game released to the people that paid for it, you know, paid extra money to get it, also paid for like the EA Access people. They're able to play it early too. I feel like at some point the people that paid like the less like the cheapest amount which is like 15 bucks or whatever they um I wasn't isn't there wasn't there like a timer or something for those people like they could only play like a certain amount of oh, time like the game for 10 hours or something exactly i feel like once you hit the 10 hour mark that's when that mission comes up and then you have to like grind out all that stuff at that point you can't finish the game mm. And then, of course, yeah. day one patch comes out, they fix it. But at that point, everyone's mad. Which, I mean, like I said, that's a stretch. It's a, it's a reach. I know that's not the reason why. But it's... Because yeah. they do they did end up fixing it. Now, at this point, when uh, you start the game, it starts tracking all that stuff for you already. So, for some people, like once you get to that point, you honestly might have a lot of things completed already. But at that point, there's no reason for you to do free roam, which that's where you do the world events. So certain things you do have to like jump out and you know grind those out. You have to grind out the chests or something else that's sort of like it, it just adds extra hours. That's all that was. It, it was an extra padding to the game completion. Right. So, right. Um, it was ridiculous. Uh Chris, you and I played with uh one a friend of mine and uh she couldn't even finish it. She turned the game in. That broke her. Um, and honestly, I don't blame her at all. Like it is, it, it's an extremely frustrating moment in what's already an extremely frustrating game at times at what well, most of the time. And it, it's, it's truly baffling. I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm, I'm close to the end already. So I might as well just see it down to the end. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how this game develops from here. Does this sync Bioware? I have no idea. I think it's a little too early to tell. We don't have any sort of numbers, um, MPD obviously isn't out um, yet, 
I wouldn't be surprised if this game has had a solid start. It just is. It can it maintain that player base. We have Division Two literally right around the corner, less than a month after this game releases. That's a share of its player base. Destiny Two is getting a big update soon, like maybe in the next week or two as of this recording. So that's a big player base, a chunk of player base gone. Um, you know, I, I I mean, does does Anthem last until month? two or three like apex is big right now it's only getting bigger like i I mean i know granted that's a different kind of game but i mean in terms of these big social games like those are big names like those are big games that are are going to be taking twitch space those are going to be taking uh, players away from the anthem player base like i can anthem survive i mean they have a plan right now they have a roadmap with free dlc for at least a year do they make it to that year? I don't know. I don't know. I, I sure hope so for the sake of everyone's job at Bioware. Like, I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs. I want to see everyone be as successful as possible. Um, it, but has this game gotten bad enough press to where, like, there it doesn't sell enough? And EA, you know, has to kill it, another studio? Like, I, I don't know. I'll say this. Um, Bungie was looking at the same thing when Destiny 1 launched. Granted, yeah. not to this level, but it yeah. it was bad. It was I mean, pretty what, bad. What, I mean, was it, though? Like, I mean, people were still enjoying Destiny a whole lot. Like, there were still... Like, the the word of mouth on Destiny wasn't this bad. Like, like people weren't saying Destiny's a, a bad game. They were saying that, like, Destiny's low on content. Destiny's, like, not super clear about everything. Like, I, I, I don't see the same fervor. Like, like, people could latch onto something with Destiny. Like people were like, this combat is fun. Like this, the, the combat is what is is keeping me coming back to it. It's fun playing with friends. I mean, granted, it's fun playing anything with friends, but I mean, like the social aspects were there. Like I don't see. There are there are moments in Anthem when you are. We haven't even talked about like the social spaces. So, the launch bay. There's a there's something called a launch bay. It, it functionally it's like so you know so you know how earlier I was talking about how Fort Tarsus is like the tower. The launch bay is like the social version of the tower where it's like this very, very small space that takes place in Fort Tarsus, but it's not the same. It's not in the same area, but it places you in an instance with other people. However, even if you're in a party with two other or three other people or however many other people, you don't get instanced in that same group of people. So you can't even be with your friends in that social space together willingly. That's insane to me. Destiny had nothing like this. I think um, I think that launch bay was like tacked on last minute. You think so? Because yeah, I mean they it's literally like a square space where you have you know you can go to the forge, you could go to the vault, you can look at your like your your daily, weekly, and monthly goals, and of course you have a store where you can spend your money and buy new skins. That's all it is. I feel like that was just like a hey, let's just make a quick area where people could just sort of, you know, yeah, half ass. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's it. It really feels like so much of this game is that you could just say that it is that, um, which sucks because it's like they did spend five years on it, you know, five six years on this game. Like, obviously, people poured their blood, sweat, and tears into it, but it's just like, just some of the decisions are just baffling to me. There's... I'll say it now. There's going to be a story that's going to break. And this is just me being a, prog- a prognosticator. 
There'll be a story, like, Kotaku will, like, release some sort of deep dive on what really happened in the development of Anthem, and it will all make sense. Like, they had an original plan, you know, but then they realized they had to scrap it. It was maybe too ambitious, and I feel like everything got scrapped, uh, like, right before launch, and then they had to, like, release, like, a bare-bone version of, you know, the game. Because when you, when you go back and look at, like, the initial... Um, trailer and like the gameplay demo of the game like the fort is not as like you know uh, it's not as lively as it is now uh, the I mean there's like it's, it's just so much missing from that that just didn't make it into the main game so I, I honestly feel like there's a backstory behind this like there's there's no way that they could have went five six years to develop a game and this is all we're getting to to then say, hey guys, there's fixes coming a couple months down the road. Like, why aren't these fixes here? If you had five, if you had five or six months, five or six years to work on a game, what you know, two extra months? Like, is that like I I don't get how that's gonna fix it. I wonder why they hamstring you with the flying. Like the best thing in that game, and they like you can't do enough of it. Like, I know I said that like, that was the first thing I said with this game was like that I liked was at the flying. And I do. I, I, I meant that. But. But why? 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 Why is it limited? Why, why is it so limited? I can understand maybe putting like actually, no, I, I don't know if I understand putting any limits on it. But if you do, why are they so harsh? Because that cooldown is quick. Yeah. Like it's it's quick. It's like I don't. I don't maybe know. maybe it's um stop you from like really like exploring the open world maybe it's to stop you see maybe it's to stop you from seeing that the open world is really like is barren like there's there's been a couple times where i would fly around and for some reason get glitched into the map and i don't know like i feel like they it's, it's that common like hey let's just you know uh put Let's sweep it under the rug and, like, hopefully no one can notice. I, but, and that's problematic to me. It's like, why would you want, not want people to explore your world? Like, you've created this beautiful landscape. Why are you limiting what the players can do in that world? Don't you want people to poke around and explore and have fun? Like, I don't. That's what I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding the mentality. That that design, that I want to be a fly on the wall in that room the day that that decision was made. Like I I want to know why that was a good idea to for them. Um it just seems like a lot of things just don't connect and they don't make sense and the systems just don't jive very well. It seems like the game is actively working against you. We haven't even talked about the loot yet. Like we've talked about like what the actual guns are, but the loot drops are not satisfying at all. So it's at a certain point you you get at a certain level you get certain drops. So once you hit like what fifteen or sixteen, you start getting blues, and you get like, all blues, like, so like all blues, right? Yeah. Right. And then once you hit like what what thirty, then you just get epics or something. Well, yeah. So I'm noticing that uh, the epics are starting to drop. Like they're starting to drop down for me, but not as like often. They're rare, but um, because I haven't hit thirty exactly yet. So you know. Once I hit that, I'll be able to tell you guys if there's any real difference. But, um, yeah, like, at this point, all I'm getting are epics. 
every now and then I'll get like a green or no, every now and then I'll get like a blue or green, which is rare. And like if the game really feels like spitting in my face, which it does sometimes, it'll throw me a white, which is a common. And um, yeah, all of that stuff is just it's tied. It's, you know, algorithms. It's tied to like what level of loot that you're getting. So which once again, like we said earlier, the loot is all the same loot, like their weapons are still the same. Your abilities, which is wild, all the same loot that you get at level one is the same loot that you're getting at level thirty. That isn't. That's just not right. There's something not right about that. I I was I was listening. I think it might have been Giant Bomb, but they were saying that in the alpha of this game, you actually had a uh, a skill menu, like you had like abilities and stuff that you can unlock, but they mm. scrapped it. Mm. Yeah, that's frustrating. And I'm honestly surprised we haven't <laughs> we haven't talked about this yet. Which, if you take the total amount of time that you played this game, I can guarantee you one fourth of your total play time is this. But the load screens, the loading in this game is complete crap. Like I understand loading into you know the world to do your mission, but when you're in that world to then load into like a dungeon or like a cave like it's at this point like with the tech that we have now doesn't make any sense right which we talked about this while we were playing on the i think we said this on the stream but uh destiny does a great job of hiding this fact which i mean granted they had problems like this before in destiny one they fixed it in destiny two but um like one year at these loading screens you literally can't do anything Mm-hmm. At least Destiny, if you're loading into a new world, they'll give you the option to mess with your your um, your weapons, mess with your abilities. Like you cannot do that once you load it into the game. The only time you have to like change your guns, to change your abilities, is when you're in the fort. Mm-hmm. So like for me, if I load up a mission and realize, oh crap, I have no abilities that could allow me to do combos, mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. Or let's say for some reason I, I'm messing around with a loadout and then I decide to swap to another javelin and I don't really have anything equipped on that javelin, but then start the mission without even thinking about it. I won't have anything on me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. certain things that like, you know, Destiny will like at least cover the fact that there, you know, there are loading screens by letting you do something at that point. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't make sense why you can't do anything. No, it doesn't. That's the theme of of this conversation, and I feel like Anthem in general is that it it's, nothing makes sense, um, and it's disappointing. It's 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 disappointing, man. Um, I mean, I might sound, I probably sound really sad talking about it because it is sad. Like I, I wanted this game to be much better than it is, and I think it it could be. Um, I just don't know how much of this they they can just patch out, just patch away. Um, I, I think oh, too- yeah, they're gonna have to do like heavy, heavy updates. Like the one of the biggest things I feel like they should add is that feature of changing your changing your loadout. Like every game in the loot shooter genre will let you like go into the options, go into your menu, and change your guns, change your abilities on the fly, like, on, on the, the fly. fly. Like that's a staple at this point. And like yeah. I I. With you know, it took me to this point playing this game 
to realize that holy crap like i really appreciate that they let us do that in, in other games yeah you can't do what you what you have is what you have for the mission you cannot change in fact go, changing is a pain in the ass because you have to go through the forge menu um which is a separate menu entirely from everything else so if i'm in fort tarsus i have to the main hub world i have to go into a separate menu if i want to go to an expedition i say oh hey all right chris come into my room we're gonna go do a mission real quick go to fort tarsus we go to the expedition menu that's a loading menu then once we load in um we come to the map oh wait i gotta go to the forge i gotta change my javelin real quick i have the wrong one equipped uh hold triangle or y or whatever and go into the forge menu to change it that's a loading screen go ahead and change it come pop out that's a loading screen and then go go back in select the mission another loading screen and that's like the longest one it's like the 30 second one um 30 to 40 second one um it's insane there's way too much loading in this game um and and there's i i don't understand the technical reason why i wish that i did maybe there is a hidden one but it just doesn't make sense to me why you have to go into a separate menu to load your 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 um javelin loadout it just makes zero sense yeah um I don't, that's, I don't like, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing about this game. Like, like you just, I, I don't know. Like I, I, like you said, I really, I, I really wish I could have been in that room when they decided to scrap some things. That's, that's going to be a good story to hear down the road. And definitely once that story drops, you'll know where to go to hear people talk about it. Should I play that? Hmm. And I guess our, I mean, official rating for this right now would be to, no, like, don't play this. Like, pass. It's a hard pass. Uh, like yeah. I said, like I said before, wait six months to a year when every, all the bugs are ironed out. If they decide to fix certain issues that people have with it, that they fix it. And then, of course, when they make a price drop, that's, that'll be the time to pick it up. But until then... You have Destiny 2. Destiny 2 has a new update coming up really soon. You have Division 2, which, you know, I think there's an open beta this weekend. So as of this recording, when you listen to it, go ahead and download it, uh, which I think is March 1st. March 1st to the 4th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. But, oh, man, oof. That is, it's like you said, it's disappointing. Yeah. And after this, after this episode, I am going to go finish it up. Yeah. So um, that's you know what what our you know, impressions are of Anthem. Um, hopefully next week you'll uh, we'll we'll give like our our updates on that. Um, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't expect it to be too much different. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll see if there's any changes. But um, next up, let's go ahead and. Uh, real quick, talk about the news that's happened in the past week, uh, which it's been a pretty slow news week. Uh, nothing major, but we do have two two main things that we sort of want to bring up. Um, uh, we could go ahead and start with uh, Microsoft and Nintendo. They potentially could be linking up. All of this is like, you know, hearsay, like it's rumor rumors. mill. It's yeah. all rumors, so... You know, when you're on Facebook or you're on like, you know, some messaging board and someone's saying, Hey, I'm gonna be able to play Gears of War on my Switch. All rumors. It's not that it's not real. Right. And I think that at first it will be things like Ori 
in the blind forest like i think that's a really good title not necessarily because of the like the platformer nature of it but um just because i think that that is a really great um that's a really great and easy title to kind of like share between the consoles like well i think we should also clarify that the the what's happening is that what what's the main rumor is that the the game pass is going to come to switch um which would be insane uh because that is a partnership that is is it unprecedented i i don't i can't think of another of another partnership in the his in, in video game history that kind of kind of did that except maybe nintendo and sega went sega went third party but i mean obviously it's not the same thing because microsoft isn't you're not a third party company but i do think that it, that's a big deal and i and i would be very curious how that would work in terms of are they is this something that i mean clearly it's something that would be sh- streamed right or is it something that or that you would download certain titles like I'm, I'm curious how that would work yeah i think for the most part it might be a streaming thing which i feel like we're inching closer to you know that being you know a reality um you have google about to announce something at gdc which i'm thinking is going to be like a streaming box um i just feel like it's 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 the way of the future so right. i I'm, I'm all for it I think that's right. that's that's definitely like the way to go because um, it's not gonna it's not cheapening either brand at no, all. No, not not at all. No, I mean Microsoft is getting their money, and Nintendo would be getting theirs by letting you you know playing on their platform, obviously. Um, and uh, and the and I think it was, it's also important to note too that during GDC there was um or I'm sorry uh, GDC has not taken place yet, but uh, there was an announcement that's that was teased essentially. Uh, and it was um, who said this? It was someone, someone from micro, the Microsoft camp, I believe, teased an announcement about Microsoft bringing Xbox Live like to to Switch and also mobile devices. So like you know iOS and Android, which would be really interesting. And I think the rumors kind of spun off. From there, saying that they, it's not just going to be Xbox Live; it will be Game Pass in addition to that. Which Xbox Live totally makes sense. Um, I am curious if they would work on some sort of online infrastructure with Nintendo. Potentially, like maybe Nintendo could <laughs> learn a thing or two. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it makes sense. I think that the Xbox Live thing is almost for certain happening. But I, th- I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say that Game Pass might be something that follows as well. Um, I mean, Nintendo and Microsoft are already kind of tight with the cross-platform stuff, like with Minecraft and Rocket League and um, uh, what else? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Fortnite. So they're already pretty close with that. And so I, I think that that would be... That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... It's it's all rumor, so I guess cool to speculate this stuff. But I've I've always been the type where I try not to get too like into speculation. Like it's right. cool to talk about to see like, hey, you know, this might happen, yada yada yada. Right. 
fifty percent of the time that doesn't happen. Yeah, so, you spend twenty minutes talking about something that never never, never materializes. I've I've literally done that before with um uh like I guess at some point if I do you know like do like a lost episodes of should I play that um apart mm-hmm. and shout out and shout out to my boy Sasquatch, Sasquatch Gaming which is a YouTube channel uh we we did like a like a pre E three like Nintendo like direct. Like not, not spoiler, but like Nintendo Direct, like rumor mill thing, and I want to say seventy five percent of the stuff that we talked about like didn't happen, and this is and this is all from like sources that are like quote unquote credible sources. Seventy percent of that stuff was uh you know just never happened. So I I really I I I don't really move. I don't I don't care about speculation anymore. Like it's yeah, it's a cool conversation, like water cooler conversation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, hey, like I, I need hard, I need the hard facts. That's yeah, I yeah. I, I think we can, I think we can probably safely assume that at least live is coming to Switch. Um, especially Microsoft's been making a lot of moves lately with, um, with you know backwards compatibility and play anywhere. I, I just think it makes sense. Um, and obviously they're gearing up for next gen. I think this would be a great move for them to to do this. Um, and I guess we'll see what ends up happening with it. See what happens. And um, so moving off of that, we have our last bit of news, which was just announced the day of us recording this. But uh, new Pokemon games are on the way. So Gen 9 or Gen 8. Is it Gen 8 or 9? Uh, I think it's 8. Yeah, Gen 8 is here. Oh, it's coming soon. <laughs> yeah. So Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out late 2019. And... Um, once again, they, uh, Nintendo, they, day before said, Hey guys, Pokemon Direct coming out tomorrow. This is when it is. And hearing that, I was like, Oh, cool. We're gonna have a Pokemon Direct. It'll at least be like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. They'll like give us some deep dives on like some new gameplay, whatnot. No, guys, it was, uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes. And with a minute and a half worth of footage, if that. Exactly. So, um, I, well, let me, let me, let me lead off of this. Rod, what do you think about, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield? Like, what are your, your takeaways? How do you feel? Uh, it's, uh, it's Pokemon. It looks like a Pokemon game, which <laughs> I mean, sounds, sounds disparaging, but I mean, I'm just not like a huge, huge Pokemon fan. Like, I mean, it's cool. Pokemon's cool. Um, I will say that I put 30 hours into, Let's go Pikachu uh, recently it, it, picking that game up literally off the I'm a dirty Gen 1-er as they call me as they call people. Um, and so, you know, I have a lot of fondness for, for that gen that and the the gold and silver gen, the, the Johto region. Um, but other than that, I'm I, you know, I think I played X and Y and that was it. Um, so I'm not like a huge Pokemon guy, but but I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it, it looked cool. I, I will say that the environments looked really nice as well um the it looked like they had a lot more going on like it looked more graphically complex than other pokemon games the, the exactly brief, yeah, yeah like the brief snippets that we got like there were um there was like a snowstorm at one point and like this steam this like 19th century england looking city like almost maybe with a little bit of steampunk i it looked like i could be i could be completely talking out of my ass right now with the steampunk thing it, it just kind of looked like that but um yeah, and then they have like a sweeping countryside. It looked really, it, it, it looked cool. Like it, it looked like Pokemon to me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. 
So, I don't. I can't say that the starters were super interesting to me, though. <laughs> yeah, where, where did we pull up the names? It's uh, we have uh, Grookey, which is the grass type. It's a like a grass monkey. Okay. Then have uh, Score Bunny, which is the fire type. Okay, and it's a bunny. And then you have, which I think is pronounced Scrobel, which is like a water lizard Pokemon. So once again. Like very little information. Like of course, the first ever, uh, the first you know, the starter Pokemon. This they're, they're like the the pre evolutions. They're the small like the the baby versions of their final evolution. Right. As a because me coming coming from me, like I'm a like a hardcore Pokemon fan. As in like I, when people were talking like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the game off with the fire type, or I'm gonna start the game off with like the whoever's the cutest. I'm pushing up my glasses. And I'm like, no, I have to see the final forms, see the stats, <laughs> see the move list. And I have to see all of that before I make my decision. Mm-hmm. So I like getting this information was cool, but for me, it wasn't enough. So, and it sort of leads into what I was saying before about uh, reading leaks and reading rumors online. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are a couple of things I've read uh, that we might get in this generation that sort of was hinted at this trailer but not really and i'm not going to try and read into it because i don't want to be disappointed but <laughs> the, i mean it, it like you said at the beginning it's a pokemon game i'm excited about it we have our you know our switch pokemon game that's that's great like i mean i'm i'm happy for it but like the 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 hardcore fan in me is like i i need to know more i need to just like see more and get more information but um i'll say this I'm a, and I think I'm gonna be in the minority in this one. So like, slay you know, slay me in the comments if you if you think slay I'm dirty me. for. So if, if you think I'm dirty for saying this, but I, I'm gonna miss the let's go ver- like seeing like in Pokemon Let's Go. I'm gonna miss seeing the Pokemon in the wild, like the seeing them out in the overworld. And that's kind of crazy that they're getting rid of that. Like, like I. I liked that. Like, I, I liked the idea that I didn't. I'm not walking into grass and just randomly getting hit with a battle. Like, I like the ability to be able to see, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to battle. Like, I, I'm mentally prepared. You know, I can go through a cave and it's not insanely frustrating, walking two steps and getting hit with a battle. Like, that's cool. Yeah, like I, I, I'm gonna miss the 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 choice of if I want to. If I want to look for a Pikachu, I can actually like sit there and sort of wait until I see a Pikachu and go after the Pikachu, as opposed to just you know spinning circles in the grass and hoping I get a Pikachu. So it's it's gonna be I don't know I'm I'm gonna miss that dearly. It's yeah. Gonna, um, but like I said, uh, it's really early. They really didn't give too much information about you know anything about the story or. They just said, like, they just gave us, you know, a name. They gave us the starters and the, the region and, like, some, like, you know, screenshots of that. Which, I mean, is cool, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I don't sound excited. Yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's how I feel. it's just not enough to go on, you know? Yeah. It's, not, it's not enough to get, like, insanely hyped about these things. I mean, people are posting, like, you know, reaction videos and doing all that number but i mean it's like like you, you what what can you what can you really do about 
60 to 90 seconds worth of footage, you know, like even hardcore, super hardcore Pokemon people that I know, like outside of yourself, like, you know, they were like, okay, cool. Like that looks cool. Looks like Pokemon. All right. Nope. I'm in, I'm down. Whenever that releases, I will buy that. You know, nope. like it was wild. Like I, on YouTube, like I saw some um, YouTubers I follow and uh, like they had, like they posted a, I guess like a reaction to like the trailer, right. 20 minutes 20 minutes of like what I haven't even seen the video yet, but 20 minutes of them talking about a 60 second trailer, which they really didn't show too much about. So, you know, more power to them. They, I mean, they, they got to, they got to get their bread somehow. They got to put that content out. But as opposed to me, I'm going to wait until we get like a deeper dive into it. Yeah. Pro probably a good choice. A yeah. better choice. One might say, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I, you know, it looks cool. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll talk about it around. We'll probably won't, we probably won't hear anything about it until E3. If I had to guess, I don't think that game is coming out until November, um, October or November. So I doubt that we'll hear about it again until E3, which is fine. Yeah, which which typically they come out in November. So right, right. I mean, I'm assuming Animal Crossing comes out in the fall too, sometime, maybe like a month apart. Yeah. Right? So so Pokemon is in November. I would have to assume that Animal Crossing is like October. It's got to be fall, though. I don't think it comes out any sooner than October. I'd be pleasantly surprised if it did, but I don't know. I mean, we have not heard a damn thing about that that game, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, well, wrapping up with that, that's that's pretty much the show this week. Yeah. Episode one in the bag. In the bag. And next time you hear from us, we will be talking exclusively about Kingdom Hearts three. Exactly. So um, as of this recording, uh, which I feel like we're going to try and consistently drop content on Fridays. So if you'd like to hear that, if you'd like to hear the episodes fresh, as soon as, you know, hot off the presses, Fridays, 12 noon, that's when we're aiming to, you know, put everything out. Yep. Um, so if you're listening to us now, like as it's being live or like on Friday, I appreciate you. Like you, you, you hear this? This is this is me like patting you on the shoulder. I thank you. From the bottom of my heart but um on sunday we will be doing a live spoiler cast of kingdom hearts 3 and we're doing that on facebook i feel like right as of right now facebook is sort of going to be our platform for doing our uh live content and we're going to have a special guest uh we'll have uh darian buttface she is a cosplayer and a huge huge kingdom hearts fan like as soon as we, I feel like we both have. We should we, we we should we should clarify that that is also her Instagram handle. Uh, Chris Good. is not Chris is not being <laughs> rude. <Whoops. Thank> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah, uh, context wise. Yeah, I should have said that. That's her Instagram <laughs> handle. But uh, me and her, we happen to have beat Kingdom Hearts three around the same time, and literally like we could have. I, I honestly feel like we should have recorded like our pure uh reactions to the ending of the game but we like sat there for like a good hour and a half two hours talking about it so she's a huge fan and can't wait to you know talk to her live with you guys about uh just the whole game in general so um it's going to be a spoiler cast so if you haven't finished the game uh the spoiler cast is going to be archived so you can tune back into it later um if you did finish it go ahead and join you know ask some questions in the chat but, uh, and also, if you don't care about being spoiled, you're more than welcome to join us. Definitely. Please do. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's happening Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. 
Sunday fun day. Nine, yep, at 9 p.m. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Oh, I gotta, I gotta remember. Okay. That, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, uh, so Rod, you got any closing, closing thoughts? Yeah, I figure I will end the show exactly how I started it by saying thank you again to everybody who's tuned in for from the, st- the streams or episode zero to everybody we've um, we've let know about you know the show. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, follow us on all of those platforms or just you know your platform of choice. I think. Uh, Actually, can you clarify, Chris, really quick? Um, are we we're syncing the upload times for these shows, these episodes? Yeah, they um, they all should be dropping around the same time. Okay, cool, cool. So no matter where you're subscribing from or following or whatever, um, you know you'll be able to to catch us. Um, we are so happy to be back uh, and doing this consistently. Like it's it's always fun. It's 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 um you know it's it feels like you know we haven't missed too many steps. I'm sure we'll we'll get even better and even more comfortable as, as time goes on here um but i do appreciate everybody who listens to even just a couple minutes like it's it means a lot so uh so thanks guys yep and yo look at this this episode is not almost two hours so <laughs> get used to that our we're, we'll typically aim for around where this episode is you know gonna lay out at so um thank you for people that actually sat through the whole almost two hours of episode zero that's wild um but yeah uh i also many thanks really appreciate all the feedback um all the messages and um here's here's sort you know more to come so with that it's chris and rod signing out but should i play that and guys stay beastly <laughs> <laughs>